Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. Hey, Chet, the Sixers have won eight out of ten, four of five since the Harden effect came into play. You know I'm not happy with that loss. We will discuss that. Ah, shake your head. The Flyers <laughs> coming off a nice win with uh, against Chicago over the weekend. Got another nice win against the Vegas Knights last night. Carter Hart in the pipes. Good win. Major League Baseball made no progress. Matter of fact, they went backwards today in their negotiations. The NFL is throwing money at quarterbacks who apparently have become trade commodities uh, this week. And apparently Calvin Ridley was throwing money where he shouldn't have been as now suspended for a season. I have some real thoughts on that as well. We have plenty to discuss for sure. Oh, man, quite an eventful week for sure, Bill. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers gets paid big time. Russell Wilson gets shipped to the AFC, not the Eagles. Sorry, gang. Uh, the Sixers, though, are still unbeaten, Bill, in games in which James Harden has played. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, he sat out Saturday night's loss in Miami. I know how you feel about it, but I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Uh, as far as the baseball mess, uh, that's just truly, truly frustrating. But the most shocking thing, Bill, the Flyers are indeed on a two-game winning streak. Hey, and you got to take them. When, when you've been losing like they are, you certainly have to take the wins when you can get them. That's for sure. Bill, Wait, I got to tell you something real quick. Go I'm ahead. hungry. I didn't get to eat something before the show. And it turns out that today also is yes. National Meatball Day. So I'm looking at these meatballs here thinking, God, I could love some, use some spaghetti and meatballs right now. Yeah. And how, how about National Meatball Day? Who knew? <laughs> well, I knew because I have the National Day of the Week Day calendar thing. So uh, I hear you. I hear you. Also Wait. National Get Over It, Bill. So get over it, Furman, will you? Uh, I'm not about to get over it yet. But <laughs> hey, here we go. We got a great guest tonight. Uh, for the first time in quite some time, the prof, Glenn Macnow, will join us. Yeah, I looked it up. His last visit with us was just before the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, about 13 months. Great to have him back on with us again this evening. Yeah. Well, hey, before we get to Glenn, Chet, let's go back uh, for a few minutes into last week's show with our most despised Philly athlete list we put together. We've gotten a ton of feedback on that segment. Uh, I want to officially give my Danny Tartable pick a break uh, and drop him off and add Namdi Nassim Asamwa. I, you know, I couldn't stand him so much I forgot about him. <laughs> uh, to refresh, we both had that now ex-sixer number 25 on our list, along with Andrew Bynum and Terrell Owens. Some people didn't like the fact that we had Owens on there. Uh, my other five were ex-flyer Ilya Brizgalov and the guy the Phillies drafted but couldn't sign, J.D. Drew. Well, you went with that Danny Tarnable, but you've now just replaced him with Namdi. And you also, Bill, cheated and threw in a coach, Chip Kelly. Well, that was I'm a calling good, you out that on that, cheating. man. 
that is a violation. We we said we were going to do most despised athletes in Philly, and Chip was certainly not an athlete. So I'm calling violation. <laughs> and he was not a good coach either. So I can't well, cheat. I make the rules. But if we were to include coaches, I mean, as Robbie, I guess, suggested, Ryan Sandberg certainly would have been on mine, the Phillies manager. You know who else for me? Eddie Jordan and Doug Moe, a couple of Sixers coaches. Doug Moe just came here and grabbed the money and watched them yep. lose and you know knew he yep. was going to get fired. Uh, and if we could add owners, Bill, as I said last week, Norman Brayman would absolutely be on my list and probably everybody else's too. Yeah, and someone added Ricky Waters. I, I thought that was a real nice uh, add too. Uh, Waters had a couple nice years here, but in the end, he uh, he was not very well liked. Yeah, I, see, I disagree with you. I think, I mean, it wasn't in his first game that he it said for who, hands. for what. Yeah, the shorthands and the for who, for what. But yeah. I think he played pretty well after that, and I think fans accepted. He had three good seasons here, so I would definitely not put him on my list. And you know who else we didn't put on the list, but some people also thought maybe we should have considered? In fact, two of them, two quarterbacks, Donovan McNabb and Carson Wentz. Well, I don't know why you would put either one of them on the list, actually. You know, I'm not a McNabb fan, but he holds every franchise record there is. I, I don't know how he's I, – I don't know. I guess because he didn't win a Super Bowl. And in Wentz's case, he did win a Super Bowl or was part of getting them to the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm not sure why he gets on the list either. Well, you know why Wentz would be on there is because a lot of people think he quit on the city after he got benched. He didn't want to come back and compete for the job. He just wanted out. So they thought, you know, he came up short and just wanted out of town. And rather than come back and, you know, make sure he won the job and tried to win here, he just said, no, trade me, get me out of here. Well, I don't know. I don't know that we know that. We we know what we heard in a COVID environment with no writers really in the room I, I don't i don't know that we know that and that that was one of the reasons i kind of gave once a pass from the start because you just didn't know what what was coming out what was real yeah and yeah who knows but uh, and, and Wentz peterson or roseman none ever commented yeah uh none of us liked the way it turned out with Wentz, but he didn't make my list either um jonathan papelbon some people mentioned last week he's another one who rubbed a lot of people the wrong way Philly's all-time save leader, but still not a real likable guy for many. That's right. That's right. All right. Fun. It was fun. Uh, I enjoyed the feedback, too. I thought that was real neat. And, uh, you know, we will get to our most despised opponents list uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, Chet. I tell you, I could make a complete list of just hockey players. Well, but another thing, some of the guys we mentioned last week on our Philadelphia despised list would also be on the most despised opponents list, including T.O., probably Scott Rowland for sure. And I bet you Donovan McNabb would come up again on that list. And, yes, he's now an ex-sixer. So, again, number 25 would be on the most despised <laughs> opponents list. Well, maybe what we'll do when we when we set this up, we'll have uh, no repeats. Ah. Well, we'll go with no repeats. How's that? Okay. Yeah, you're right about hockey, though. There's certainly a few hockey guys who would immediately qualify for that one. That, that's right. That's right. A whole bunch of goons. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Chet, you had a chance to visit with Prof, uh, one of his many titles, Glenn Macnow, last night. So tell us about it. And uh, how's the Prof doing? Selling beer. Prof is doing great. Uh, drinking one of his beers right now, the Concha Hawken Brewing Company's You Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Ale. Good stuff. A seasonal. So, oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, pretty much gone for the season now. So I loaded up on it, as I told Glenn at the end of our interview. But anyway, I digress. Like most Philadelphia sports fans, I listen to Ray Diddy and Glenn pretty much every weekend on 94 WIP. And it's been great to get to know those two guys over the last six or seven years. We've had Ray on with us, I think, 18 times now. And this week we are joined by Glenn. We've had him, I think, once a year now since 2016. So having seen him at a couple of events recently at one of his breweries, I said, hey, Glenn, it's about time for that return visit. And I didn't have to twist his arm too much. So uh, he's actually not available tonight because he's going to see the revival of Oklahoma, a new twist on Oklahoma. That's a play playing in Philadelphia. So he was able to chat with me last night. You were going to join us, but I know you're a little under the weather this week. So you're toughing it out tonight. And we appreciate that. Thank but you. anyway, um, we taped our chat last night and no spoilers, but 
it's pretty darn good. I'll tell you right now. He, we covered the entire Philly sports scene. We talked about his dad, Marv, great guy. And, of course, a little beer talk as well. I promise you, you will enjoy this. So here's the chat with the prof. Welcome back, Glenn. Thanks for taking some time for us. Hey, we'll talk Sixers and Eagles in just a bit, but I know, like me, you're not thrilled with what's been happening with the Major League Baseball situation, which is pretty much nothing, actually. Uh, we currently know that there won't be a full regular season unless they you know, change that up. It sounds like the two sides still have a lot of work to do. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, I, it makes me feel like every fan really frustrated, really aggravated, and um, really disheartened. Um, Baseball has a ton of problems, and top among them are not whether or not a handful of Super 2 players are going to get arbitration or whether this pool is $28 million or $32 million. And, and the stuff that they've been arguing about is stuff that doesn't matter to most fans and isn't going to make the game better. I'm fully convinced that the owners are entirely happy with shutting down the sport for April, uh, maybe into May if they can get what they want. And it's just a damn shame. And I think it's going to really hurt the sport in the long run. Yeah, I agree. Well, if there is a season, and I think there will be eventually, uh, do you think the Phillies can compete or do they still have too many holes in the lineup? Uh, they sure look like an 81 and 81 team or whatever, how many games they play, 70 and 70 team. But here's what we don't know. Um, I was looking at this the other day. There are hundreds of unsigned free agents in Major League Baseball, including some real top talent. Um, once the owner started the lockout, all transactions ended. And so if you can tell me who's going to be playing second base, third base for the Phillies this year, uh, who's going to be in the outfield, who's going to fill out the rotation, I'll have a better sense of what they are going to be. But right now, given the roster they have, you know, Harper, Zach Wheeler, Nola, a couple other guys, top talent, real Muto, um, they don't have enough, I think, sir, I, I think, to compete in the East with the likes of Atlanta, who is, a, as we know, a very solid team. Yeah, a lot of holes to fill, as you said. Uh, hopefully, Alec Bohm will come back and play third base and actually be good. And then they got to find a left fielder and a center fielder, figure out the right. bullpen. And as you said, if they do resolve the dispute, they're going to have a crazy week or two of, you know, everybody trying to find a, a new team, all those free agents that you mentioned. Yeah, and that, that, may, be, that may be a lot of fun. And yeah. if the Phillies are in the middle of all of that, that'll be great. Um, but, you know, who knows whether they, whether they will be and when it's going to happen. And by the way, if Bum comes back and plays third base, they're in big trouble. He's got to be <laughs> your first baseman or your DH because – he is, to quote my friend Ray Dinger, he is the corner butcher out there. Yeah. I love that. One of, one of Ray's famous quotes. I love it. Yeah. Hey, let's turn our attention to a team that is doing pretty well and has gotten the city of Philadelphia and their fans pretty excited. That, of course, those Philadelphia 76ers, the new-look Sixers. We can still question their depth, of course, but I'm guessing you're pretty happy with what you've seen from this team since James Harden started playing. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean... They're good for 120 points a night. Um, the chemistry that Harden and Embiid developed immediately and the improvement that it allows Tyrese Maxey to have makes them a team that you really can have realistic hopes is going to go deep into the playoffs and maybe even to the championship, maybe even to the finals. Tyrese Maxey has very quickly become one of my favorite Sixers, oh, like Amy, Amy Fadul's favorite as well. Uh, love his enthusiasm, love his fearlessness. Pretty much the opposite of that guy that we sent up to Brooklyn, uh, you know, a few weeks back. Yeah, and, and listen, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about Ben Simmons, but just Maxey himself is such an exciting, fast, rapidly developing young player. He was a steal at the 21st pick. You mentioned my friend Amy Fadul. I think she mostly loves him because of the Kentucky connection. But the trade for Harden allowed him to come off the ball, use his speed, and the passes that Harden gets to him. Uh, Al-Abdelnavi had a great quote, uh, I think in second or third game that Harden played here, which was, he doesn't just pass you the ball well, he puts it in your pocket. And he does. He sets up guys so well to shoot and finds them in the clear that it's it's helping everybody. You mentioned number 25, uh, our former all-star, Ben Simmons, the, uh, the guy who is going to be supposedly sitting on Brooklyn's bench Thursday night. I know you still have your doubts that that's actually going to happen. 
How do you think that's going to go if he's there? What are the fans going to do? Oh, it's it's amazing. And I now am at the point where I, I guess it really is going to happen. I didn't believe it when they first said it. It's like didn't seem conceivable. But I get the sense the coach wants him to like deal with it one night, particularly when he's not in the lineup, because eventually he's going to have to play there. Mm-hmm. So I think the thought is just bear with it one night and do it. I think the fans are going to bring an amazing amount of energy. It seems inconceivable that you would boo somebody sitting on a bench for 48 minutes, but they will, uh, and he'll hear it, and he'll shrink. And, again, if he was in the game, I think he'd go about three for 15. Him being on the bench, though, he will he'll, he'll get like <laughs> I really hope they play each other in the playoffs. That will be great oh, yeah. theater. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, I'm still not sure what to make of the 2021 Eagles. They won nine games. They made the playoffs. But as you know, the nine wins came against non-playoff teams. We still have that memory of what happened against Tampa Bay in the actual playoff game. Uh, So how good was this Eagles season? And how far are they away from being a legitimate contender, do you think? Yeah, I'm more optimistic, I guess, than a lot of people. They have a great offensive line. They have a terrific running game. Um, I like Smith, the rookie, I like Dallas Goddard as a tight end. Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove, but I I believe he's got an upside. I don't know that he's ever going to be a perennial pro bowler, but I think he may be good enough. And I think in the NFC, I was thinking about this earlier today, in the NFC, especially now with Russell Wilson traded over to Denver and Tom Brady retiring, there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks. It's not like the AFC where there's, you know, Mahomes and Allen and, and so many of them. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles are able to hit this offseason on free agency, like to bring in a wide receiver, uh, and on on in the draft, particularly on defense, we know that they need help at every level on defense. If they can hit, uh, I think they can win the division. I don't think they're a Super Bowl championship team. But I think they're a team that can, when they play 17, can win 11 games, maybe 12 if they stay healthy next year. I see more of an upside. I see some young talent with this team. All right. Yeah, we've got to hope Jalen Hurts does continue to develop. That would go a long way to winning 11 games. But I'm not going to ask you to recreate your two-minute rant from last Saturday. But, <laughs> man, you, you really had a – a lot to say about the dead rot flyers, as you put it. What yeah. the hell has happened to this franchise, which, as you pointed out, has become pretty much irrelevant now? Yeah, and it's such a shame because when I moved to Philadelphia in the mid-'80s, the flyers were, you know, they, they were at that point were maybe a decade removed from the cup, but they were always good, and they were always tough, and they had a work ethic, and they developed players, and they played smart, and they played hard. So look at that crowd. Midway through the first period last Thursday. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, when I saw that, I first thought maybe that was before the game. But as you see, I mean, that's <laughs> it, that's in the middle of the first period. It yeah. was, it, it's terrible what has happened to them. On the ice, they have lost their way. Um, their farm system is just terrible. You know, they've been through two coaches this year, and, and Yao is the coach now basically said the other day that he's he's not able to motivate these guys. They have a young goalie who hopefully doesn't get run over by all this and develop bad habits. He's had a good bounce back year. They're going to trade Claude Giroux, but I don't think they're going to get much for him. It is a franchise that once meant so, so much. It was an elite franchise in the league, not just on the ice, but in terms of its reputation. You know, it's it's being a national attraction. And now they're just the East Coast version of the Columbus Blue Jackets. It is so, so sad to see they're not a major league team anymore. They're not. They're, you know, the the Sixers, the Eagles, even the Phillies are professional level teams and the Flyers are not. They have fallen so low. It's going to take so long. And they've alienated the fan base, the alumni, so many people in this town. Yeah, it's I don't know sad. if that rant was like last week's, but <laughs> it's how I feel about them. Now, that picture that I just uh, put up inadvertently was this one. Yeah. You and your dad, and I guess they're your sons, right? Yeah, those are my two sons, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, how is your dad doing, especially you know, following another Buffalo Bills playoff exit? <laughs> yeah, well, I watched that game with my dad. Um, my dad's 91 years old, mm-hmm. and he's great. And every once in a while, I'll bring him on the show, and I think he, I know he enjoys it, and I think people enjoy him. 
And that Buffalo Bills loss was the ultimate heartbreaker. But when I talked to my dad the next morning, he said, we'll get him next year. And I think the reason my dad lives to be 91 and is good health is because he has that attitude. He, he loves it. He's passionate about it, but he gets over it fast and he's always looking to next year. And so he always has next year. Yeah. Nice. Hey, on our show last week, Glenn, um, Bill and I did something that I think you and Ray have done from time to time too, uh, especially considering the Ben Simmons mess. We discussed some of our most despised Philadelphia athletes from the past 30 years or so. Uh, these were some of the guys that you know, yeah. we've mentioned here and there. I wanted to ask you, uh, who are the top two or three guys that you most despised while under contract to a Philadelphia team? Wow. Well, I like that you have Namdi up there, uh, as I can see, because Namdi's right at the top of the list. This is a guy who was brought in with such expectations yeah. and a huge contract. And what we learned about him is he was not a guy who knew how to play on a winning team, and he was not a guy who particularly cared that much. So that that would be one of them. Is Andrew Bynum in there? I oh, yeah. See. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yep. there you go. Andrew Bynum is one, stole money. I would put him in there. One that you don't have there, I would disagree with T.O. I know he left under bad circumstances, but boy, he was great. Yeah. The Eagle who I despised, I think the most, both as a player and on a personal level, was Jason Babin, uh, <laughs> pass-rushing defensive end who only cared about his own personal sacks, didn't care about the team, didn't care about his teammates, didn't care to give any effort on a run play. Um, Jason Babin would be right at the top of my list. So yeah. I, I, I think I'll go with those guys. Brizgalov, I think you had him up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He quit on the team. So Bynum, Babin, Brizgalov, a lot of Bs. <laughs> Plus, he was a goofball, Brizgalov. <laughs> he was. And it was fun when he was. Yeah. When he was kind of with you and when he was winning, not even winning, when he cared, it was kind of fun. And then when he went south, it just got really, really awful. Yeah. Well, Glenn, as you know, I made it out to Puddler's Kitchen and Tap in Bridgeport a couple of times already this yeah. year. A fundraiser, a couple of book signings with uh, your pal Ray Diddy and Mike Sealski were there. And you launched a new beer, which I think you're drinking also, the Zooisms Hazy IPA. And as I said that night, I'm not a big IPA guy, but this is pretty good because it's not overly bitter. That's the one thing that yeah. I don't like in a beer. So congrats on that. Well, it's a, it's a it's a really crushable beer. It's a five point two percent, as you said. It's not overly hoppy. Um, what happened with that was Mark Zumoff, the Sixers broadcaster for a quarter century, a great mm -hmm. guy and a great broadcaster, wanted to do something for charity. Came to to me and said, you know, could we put together a beer? And when Mark Zumoff has an idea like that, you just jump at it. Sure. And so we developed the beer. It is called Zooisms, um, and. A uh, portion of all sales goes to Philadelphia Youth Basketball, the charity that he wants to support. Obviously, a, a great charity, you know, kind of um, bringing basketball to kids around the city. And uh, on the can, we named it Zooisms because Zooisms are, are his his sayings. Mm -hmm. And on the can, I don't know if they can read it there. I'm trying to figure this out. Are all of the things that he used to say during the game, spinning garbage into gold, uh, fighting the good fight. Uh, the shot clock is unplugged, a timely yep. dues, all of those, all of the zooisms that we enjoyed for all those years. We put them all on the can. So you can, you can drink this and you can read at the same time. <laughs> Educational. Yeah, there I talked go. to Zoo that night. We've had him on the show a couple of times uh, a few years ago, and he agreed to come on again. So probably in April as the Sixers are making their playoff push. Uh, and terrific wh time. while I was there, I uh, discovered this thing. You can't oh, yeah. catch me gingerbread ale. It's I know it's a seasonal, so... I was lucky enough to find it at a local beer store near me, and I loaded up on four packs of these. So I still have a bunch more in I, my fridge I at home. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's one of our <laughs> seasonals. So you might have gotten the last ones yeah. out there. So, yeah, enjoy those. Yep, absolutely. Well, Glenn, this was awesome. Always great to have you on with us. Folks, follow this guy on Twitter, at RealGlennMacNow. Glenn, thanks for doing this. Hey, uh, Chad, it's always my pleasure. Anytime you ask, I'll be there. Very good. As expected, and uh, some solid opinions that you can't really argue a whole lot with. The prof was great, as usual. Um, what do you think about his addition, Jason Babin? That's a good one. It is. It is, and uh, never entered my mind. Yeah, that, that was the prevailing view of him, though, that he really just cared about getting his sacks, didn't care about stopping the run, didn't care you know, otherwise. So yeah, Jason yeah. Babin, a good addition. Yeah, and uh, his take on the flyer is interesting as well. <laughs> um, you know, 
I, and I think from most of the fans' point of view, unless you're a season ticket holder, you're just watching the slop on the ice and you're not watching, you know, the, the organization quite as much. But uh, he's dead on. Yeah, we'll talk a little flyers later. And I also love what he said about his dad. Boy, that, that was kind of, you know, heartwarming. Yeah. Watched the game with his dad and dad says, you know, there's always next year. And his dad's 91. Hopefully, I'm rooting for the Bills to win a, a title for Marv. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be fun. Unless they're playing Eagles. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chet. It's uh, March Madness time, and you're going to spend more time on your couch getting more mileage than you are in your car, especially at four dollars and something a gallon how about that <laughs> yeah it's time yeah. to start saving with all states pay as you go auto insurance you had to mention that bill uh you know it all states pay as you go auto insurance puts you in control you only pay for the miles you drive and the gas with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers pay per mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs see how much you can save with pay per mile car insurance by calling all state Dave Lavoie, your local agent in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Dave Lavoie, call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, that number is 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey, everybody. It's Willie Nile here, and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Philly Press Box Radio. You lucky people. Hey, Chet, I want to mention before we move on, uh, since we're spending so much time talking about Nomni um, in the last week, um, his wife, the beautiful Kerry Washington, was named Co-Woman of the Year, I believe, by Time Magazine, going to be on the cover of Time. Kerry Washington, uh, Mrs. No, we'll call Nomni Mr. Washington. How's that? I, and I, I still can't right. spell his last name. He should take her last name. Yeah. Well, we don't want to forget, you know, we give out some props to Nomni. Hey, Chet, Sixers are rolling, as we said, eight out of 10. Um, I got a real problem with that loss in Miami. I know you don't care. You're all about rest days and all that kind of stuff that you believe in. But you know what? You go to play the team that's ahead of you. You're on a roll. You've got a new player who's just killing it. Uh, the big three is killing it, and you sit him out when you're playing the number one team in the league. Wrong, 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 and you won't convince me different. You're wrong, Bill Furman. Now, listen now, to me. Listen to me. Don't you dare tell me. Nope. Don't you dare tell me that you have a problem with Harden sitting out the game for hamstring management is what they actually called it. It was planned Stop. from the time that he arrived in Philly that he would sit out that game oh. because it was the second night of a back-to-back. -back. He's had a history of hamstring issues, and he had been off for 23 days before playing, you know, four games in nine or ten days or whatever, whatever it was once he started playing with the Sixers. I have zero problem with it whatsoever. It's more about the big picture, Bill, not about a Saturday night win down in Miami. It's more about a deep playoff run, keeping guys healthy rather than winning one game in Miami on a Saturday night. Take that, Furman. This is not 1972 anymore. Well, and you're still wrong. Sit him against the Bulls, a game you can actually win. You're going up against the number one team, the team that's ahead of you. And it's not like the guy... Needs a night off. He comes back against the Bulls and plays 38 minutes. He played 38 minutes every game he's been here just about, and you sit him in the biggest game that, that he could play, and you and then they get blown out. No, 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 never. Okay, first of all, I don't think they got blown out. They were within two points early in the fourth, could never get all the way back, and lost in the end. Secondly, it was a back-to-back -back game. The guy's almost 33 years old, which to me is, like, incredibly young. But in basketball age, you know, that's getting up there. And like I said, he, he's not 100% yet because he was off for three weeks. He's still getting the hamstring back to 100%. It's not about winning another game in a row it's about the bigger picture bill you got to keep the guy healthy you got to keep him fresh i don't care that they lost saturday night i knew they were going to lose well, with him there's, there's the, the problem there's the problem you, you don't, don't have to win every lost. single game yeah every game is important but you don't need to win every single game they're going to be a top three seed so i'm not concerned about it you put your best players on the court against the team that is better than you or ahead of you and now they're further ahead of you um 
sit them in a game like the Bulls where they could have maybe won anyway. And now we'll move on to the next part of that topic. They're showing that they don't have enough depth on that team. If there's a concern right now, it's that depth. If Embiid were to need another vacation day, which he's been good about not taking them, uh, or Harden or whoever else, the depth looks like too deep right now on that bench. Yeah, I mean, the, the big three, and they are a big three now with Tyrese Maxey joining Harden and Embiid. They have been terrific. Um, beyond that, yeah, there's a concern. You know, Matisse Thibel, great defensive player, but not much of an offensive threat. And now Danny Green is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, so I mean, he's not having a great year. He probably won't be back next year. But he's still a guy who plays a lot of minutes. So that's going to hurt them. So now George Niang is going to have to play a little more. He's inconsistent. I like him, but some nights he's got it. Some night he doesn't. And, you know, some of the other guys are just going to have to pick it up. And again, it comes back to Tobias Harris because he just – has not been the same as he was in January and early February. And he's still struggling, I think, to fit in with Harden. Now, Harden's helped Maxi. He's helped Thibel. Hopefully, he can help Tobias Harris, too. But, yeah, the, the other guys on the bench, including uh, DeAndre Jordan, the new Embiid backup, they got to help, too, because, you know, it is going to be a grueling playoff uh, time come May and June. So we're, we're looking, we're asking a lot of these guys. Well, they are, and I think the thing that has surprised me a little bit is that that Doc Rivers has gone with these five, or call it seven if you want, and playing these big guns 35-plus minutes every night. Uh, that surprised me a little bit. I, I thought they would maybe lower their minutes a little bit, but play them every night, and that's not, not the direction that it's taken right now. And uh, they're, they're going to have to fix that. I, I, you know, you can't go through the whole playoff. Something's going to happen to somebody. It just, it's just the way it works, and you've got to be ready to go. And right now, they don't have – they're not showing they have the depth to do that. Harris Harris can score 30 points any night. You just give him the ball and get, take the ball away from somebody else, he can score points. But, well, I don't know about any night, but uh, he's going to pick it up. I'm sure he is. Now, one other thing, though, you know, you worry about the the depth, but as long as guys stay healthy, the starters are going to play 38, 40 minutes every night in the playoffs. So I like the fact that uh, Doc Rivers has learned from, you know, past years not to do that whole, you know, change on the fly thing and take the whole first unit out and replace oh, no, the second no. unit. He's no. mixing and matching now. He's always going to have either Harden or Embiid or at least, you know, Maxi in there. It's never going to be the big three gone all at once. So he's learned from his mistakes, and I think that will help them down the stretch here. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm all for not doing wholesale changes, that's for sure, but I do think there's times you got to mix guys in and other guys got to make plays. Even even if everybody's playing and guys get in foul trouble, got to have guys that can get the job done. So we'll see. Hey, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, night. we got to talk about tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> you touched on it with Glenn. 25 is going to be in the house. Uh, if that dude actually shows up at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, you think he'll really be there? And what, what, how bad do you think it's going to be? It's going to be interesting. I will say that. Now, I listen to, um, you know, WIP and 97.5 a lot. And from what I hear, there will not be any kind of a video tribute to Ben Simmons. Oh, and I would hope not. There was a possibility that they would. Oh. I mean, because, well, because in the past, they've done tributes for, I mean, Robert Covington, Dario Sarge, TJ McConnell. They've done tributes for those guys who were well-liked. Ben Simmons, in the end, not well-liked. But he was a three-time All-Star with the Sixers. And you thought maybe they would do something. And, of course, people would boo the whole time it played. But from what uh, I heard on the radio today, they, they will not be doing a video tribute to Ben Simmons, which means I won't. I don't think they'll do one for Seth Curry or Andre Drummond either because that would be just kind of weird. So no video tribute. And I, I can't imagine they would acknowledge him as far as the public address announcer, Matt Cord, or anybody else. But he will be, from what they tell us, sitting on the bench. So th there's a campaign now for the fans to just simply, you know, not certainly not do anything crazy, don't throw anything, absolutely not, but to just yell occasionally and chant, thanks for Harden, thanks for Harden, because, you know, that's kind of a nice way of saying, we got Harden, we don't need you, we don't like you. So 
I like that approach. I, I like that approach. Yeah. I like that approach <laughs> and, and do it just all night long. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure there's going to be some, uh, you know, signs or whatever you can bring in. Um, maybe some interesting homemade T-shirts. And they were they were saying on the radio too. They should have a Ben cam. They should just have one camera focused on Ben Simmons the entire night to you know see his reaction to things going on, especially if the crowd does something. And, and every time they put it up on the big screen, then then just boom. Oh yeah, it's got to be good theater. So I can't oh, wait to watch that. That's gonna good be fun. stuff. Yeah, look looking forward to that. Uh, most importantly, the Eagles need or the Eagles, the Sixers need to blow their doors off. That's that's really the. Yeah, and I, I think they will. I mean, the Nets have lost, what, nine of the last 11 or something like that. I yeah. mean, they're right now in the, the 7 through 10 play-in section of the Eastern Conference playoffs. So uh, I hope they do blow them out. Yes, sir. Did you? Oh, one other thing on that. Did you see Kevin Durant's comment about this whole thing? Yeah, I did. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I did see it. Well, he basically said, I'm not going to give him advice, and I'm not going to tell him not to come. He makes $40 million a year. He needs to come take his <laughs> take his lumps. Yeah. Get used yeah. to it. Right? Good for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Chet, Major League Baseball, we talked about that. Uh, it's not far from getting banned from this show, just like 25. Uh, they got to reach a deal real soon, and it looks like they went backwards again today. They've canceled a couple more series. What is it? Uh, April 14th is the new yeah, projected the new start date. starting of the season date if they can reach a deal. Yeah, man, I tell you what, it's uh, glad I have beer. We're we're getting we're <laughs> almost getting to the point we're gonna stop talking about it because there's nothing to talk about that's uh, worth talking about. Yeah, it's pretty sad and. You know, as Glenn said, I don't think the owners even care if they don't have baseball in April or May. So they're just hurting the fans. They're killing the sport. We say the same thing every week, Bill, because they're not settling this thing. They keep setting these, you know, Tuesday at 5 o'clock deadlines or whatever. Uh, they extend it and talk into the night. And Wednesday we find out, oh, still no deal, still various problems. So. It's not looking good. I mean, April 14th, yeah, you're still going to play 150 games at this point. But if it gets much below that, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dave Yarnell has a comment for you, Chet. Didn't Kyrie put up 50 last night? Look out, here come the Nets. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. Kyrie is back, and, uh, well, he's playing all the road games, and I think he's okay to play now in Brooklyn as well. And... Kevin Durant is back playing again. I'm not worried about it. I think the Sixers are going to handle him because, I mean, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I like the Sixers' chances. But I back to baseball, too. Bill, I, I just hope they get something settled soon because, I mean, I I don't want to be one of those people who say, good, cancel the whole season. I want baseball back. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, so, summer without baseball is uh, kind of, you know, hard hard to imagine. It is. And by the way, did you even know in January that Kevin Franson left the Phillies to join the Nationals broadcast team? I didn't know I did. that. I did. I, I somehow saw where he was hired. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yesterday, the Phillies announced that they have added uh, four former players to their radio broadcast team. I don't like this. They, they did this a couple of years ago with Kevin Stocker, who's one of these guys now. And Franson and Ricky Jordan, I think. Now they got Michael Bourne, Chad Derman, Eric Kratz, and Kevin Stalker to rotate road series with Scott Fransky. LA will still be doing all the home games with Fransky, but you're going to have this rotating crew. And it's just like a trial, I guess, for each one of them to see if any of them is worth bringing. It's, it's kind of corny. And I didn't think Stalker was that great when they had him on three years ago. And it's got to be tough for Fransky to develop some sort of a rhythm with, you know, four different guys now doing road games. Yeah, I, I don't I didn't know that. I hadn't seen what you just put up there, but I don't like it even a little bit. Well, at least we can get an update now on what Eric Kratz and Chad Durbin have been up to the last 20 years. Yes, we can. Hey, uh, one more thing on baseball before we move on, Chet. Uh, looks like they've agreed that they're going to ban the shift. It's almost as ridiculous as putting the guy on second. Wow, you and I agree on something. Yeah, I, I've never liked this idea. You know, if you can change your defense for things, it's up to the offense to adjust. Yep. you got to be able to play the shift. You're trying to prevent 
you know, batters from reaching base and holding the runs down, you can adjust. Because now how are they going to enforce this totally? You can move five feet, but you can't move, you know, 20 feet. You can go maybe two feet onto the grass from the infield dirt, but not 15 feet. It's going to be tough to enforce it. I don't like it. I, well, maybe, I just think, maybe they'll put a line from uh, home plate to the center field wall and uh, you can't cross either side. Or stupid <laughs> like it's, that. it's just crazy. Jeez. And you see, they're also starting next year, assuming there is baseball, they're going to make the bases bigger. They didn't yeah. see how much bigger. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even get that. I don't, I don't get that. Figure but you know, Pete, financial stuff. Worry about all this stuff later. Pete, Pete Rose said uh, that if they'd uh, taken the shift away when he was playing or had a shift, whatever, He'd have hit 400. He'd have hit the ball yeah. where they where they weren't all the time. He'd hit 400 every season. Yeah, you know? he's probably right. Probably you know, shift right. on him. I'm hitting it the other way. You know, but uh, anyway, that that yeah, okay, all right, Jet. Let's give a shout out to all our shows over at the that are live at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. The network continues to grow. Uh, this episode being streamed live across Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. You can catch all the action on www.eopsports.com. Help us out by hitting those subscribe, follow, and like buttons. And as always, share with your family and friends. Monday, the Broad Street Bully Podcast, Talking Flyers. Monday, Mailbag with Joey Sharon. That's always great. Talking Philly Sports with Maddie B on Tuesday. You have us early on Wednesday. Wednesday after uh, evening at 9.30, Big Al and Joey go four for four with Philly Sports. Sixers talk, get processed on Thursday. And how about Friday, Matty B with Howard Eskin, Chet. That'll be interesting podcast. And Saturday, breakfast with the boys, the Patterson Avenue Fanatics, 9 a.m., get your coffee and donut, sit down and listen to the fellas all talk Philly sports. You can sign up for the newsletter at eopsports.com. You'll have it in your mailbox, email box at about 10 o'clock on Friday. So check them all out. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, how about going that? Uh, Howard Eskin apparently uh, going to talk to Matty B. I don't know how he pulled that off, but that's pretty cool. You know, whether you love him or hate him, Howard Eskin, the guy is kind of a legend in the Philly sports broadcasting biz. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great get by, uh, by Matt, Matty, however he got him. And, uh, Looking forward to that. Chet, give us an update on that uh, event coming up for Freddie Burns because we, or I, gave out some bad information last week. Yeah, let me see if I can find our official promo. There it is, the Fighting Freddie event. And here it is Here it is now, but what I can tell you, it is happening March 26th, which is a Saturday. That's great. It's at the Red Lantern in Glenolden in beautiful Delco, folks. Yeah, it's the Fightin' Freddy fundraiser, an event in support of two-and-a-half-year-old Freddy Burns, who is being treated for acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Say that three times fast. Many of you know that little Freddy is the son of another Freddy Burns, or Fred Hugo, as we used to know him. He's been on with us many times over the years. He's also a key member of the Edge of Philly Sports Network. EOP and the community have come together to support this amazing family as they deal with this difficult medical situation. Again, it's a fundraiser to be held Saturday the 26th, 3 to 8 p.m. at the Red Lantern. I'm going to be there. You might even show up, Bill. We'll see. There will be a 50-50, some auction items, a DJ, a special guest or two, and much more. And, yeah, we gave you some bad info last week. There is a need to have a ticket. It's $30, but all proceeds go to help out this family the Burns family and Little Freddie tickets available through Edge of Philly Sports Facebook page. So we hope to see you there on the 26th. It's going to be a pretty cool event. I know it. Yep. And I apologize for the not knowing about the ticket, uh, which obviously is an important item, but I was not aware of that. Also, Chad, wanted to follow up on our friend Fester. Uh, we talked about him last week having major surgery on Monday. It turned out that that surgery was canceled, looking to be rescheduled. Uh, but Fester reached out and appreciated the people from this show that reached out to thank him or to wish him the best. And uh, he appreciates that, and we appreciate it as well. Hang so in Chet, there, What? What, Bill? Ring that bell, buddy. Oh. It's random <laughs> chat time. Here we go. Let's see what you got going on. Well, you know, Bill, we are going to throw in a random chat because I got something on my schedule this week. 
It's been on my calendar for a while. In fact, it's usually on my calendar a couple of times every single year. So here you go. If you know me personally or follow me on Facebook, you know that I'm a horror movie fan. And since 2009, I've been pretty much a regular at the Monster Mania Con when it's held in Cherry Hill, New Jersey twice a year. I've also gone to it in Maryland a couple of times. And last year's first ever con held at a convention center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Monster Mania Con has been a thing since 2003, I believe, but I didn't get there until 2009 when I went primarily to meet one of my wrestling heroes from days gone by, George the Animal Steel. That was pretty cool. Well, this weekend's con is Monster Mania Con 49, and I'm pretty sure it's the 24th one for me. I'll have to check on that. Over the years, I've got to meet legends like Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes, Malcolm McDowell, what a great actor, Matthew Lillard and Danny Trejo, Adrian Barbeau and Jordan Ladd. Yeah, that's Cheryl's daughter. And yes, Nev Campbell and Kate Beckinsale. I do love Kate. Plus, there's always a chance you'll run into zombies or wannabe zombies, maybe Pennywise or Freddy Krueger or killers like Michael Myers or Jason. A huge shout out to this guy, Dave Hagen. With help from his sons and scores of volunteers, Dave has been putting on these amazing cons the past two decades, and now he's doing four a year. I think it'll be five starting next year. Oh, if all goes well, Dave is going to hop on Philly Press Box Radio with us this summer. Anyway, this weekend at Monster Mania Con at the Cherry Hill Hotel, the former Crown Plaza on Route 70, it's going to be a blast. I mean, among others, Anthony Michael Hall will be there. Met him a few years ago. Along with most of the cast of that great series about everyone's favorite serial killer, Dexter, including star Michael C. Hall doing his first East Coast Con. I know it's going to be killer. Hope to see you there. Good stuff. I'm sure you'll be there. Hey, I'll Chad, I want to back up for just one second because yep. we have a question from Mike Bauer. And if we can't make it, can we donate after the first? I think we need to check on. I'm sure you can, but we'll have to check on how that needs to be done, right? Uh, I would ask Big Al Zafiri about that because I don't want to give out any bad info this week. Yeah, so, we'll we'll yeah. check on that, Mike. We'll We'll bring that up next week and be sure we have it right. But I'm sure they're not going to turn down any kind of donations they can get. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what time it is. So just want to be sure we got that out there. Getting back to my random chat piece, Bill, if I remember correctly, we discussed it four or five years ago. You are not a horror movie guy. Is that correct? Nah, not really. I'm not a movie <laughs> guy, really. <sighs> That's sad. That's just sad, Bill. Well, not when I can listen. I can read your reviews for about <laughs> two seconds and get rid of that. I don't know how we've worked together for seven or eight years. Oh, me neither. <laughs> me neither. But hey, Chad. Uh, before we get to the huge deals on Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and now Carson Wentz trade today, uh, I want to talk about Calvin Ridley being suspended for one year for betting on games. And remember me saying, oh, geez, a long time ago when this first came up, uh, there was going to be a problem with the NFL and the others when they jumped in bed with gambling money. Uh, yeah. There's going to be more of this. you know. And, and the crazy thing is you're telling these guys they can't – bet on games uh but but the betting outfit is your sponsor it'd be like telling them they can't drink budweiser you know uh yeah it's it's uh and i'm not saying it's right because i know it's a rule but you've you've made it so easy and you've almost i shouldn't say almost encourage it you do encourage it on every event that you watch or listen to now and then here's a player that jumped in and now he's going to get a year off and it's going to cost him 10 or 15 million dollars or whatever his salary is yeah and i i think we're gonna see more of this i mean first of all you got to be smarter if you're gonna make bets you know you get somebody who is not related to you and oh you swear them to secrecy <laughs> that you know you're not doing this for them but uh, he got caught, and I'm sure others will get caught, too, along the way. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on because, yeah, I mean, you see ads for this the stuff, you know, FanDuel and BetMGM and Caesars and everything, every event you watch, and even some non-sporting events. So there's just so much advertising for it. And, you know, players want to make a little extra money, too. Even if they're making, you know, 5 or $10 million a year, they can throw some big money on some sporting events or whatever and make even more. They hope. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I said this a few weeks ago. I'll, I'll say it again. I, I think 
gambling is is the next epidemic. They're making it so easy for people to spend and lose all their money. Yeah, and next week, of course, the uh, March Madness really kicks in a high gear with the start of the NCAA tournament. There's going to be a lot of money wagered on that. You know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the Super Bowl was the most wagered game ever, and no reason to think that that's not going to continue. Yeah, because now there's uh, legal online betting in New York and Louisiana and some other states. So it's just going to keep going up every year as more states adopt it. Absolutely. Well, let's move on and talk quarterbacks for a minute. Aaron Rodgers, uh, only $200 million for that guy to play four years of football. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson trade, uh, you know, maybe a good trade for Denver, but a real good trade for Seattle, too. They got a payload in that deal. And now we learn today Carson Wentz is going to the Washington football team or whatever they're called this week um, for a handful of third-round draft picks, it looks like. Um, quarterbacks are on the move. A whole different philosophy to me, Jet. Instead of uh, you know building the team around your quarterback, you're going to build the team and then try to plug the quarterback in, it looks like. Well, yeah, except in Green Bay where they're giving uh, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers uh, 50 million bucks a year. Can you believe that? That's just incredible. Uh, he better not complain about them not having, you know, money to add around him because he's taken all the cash. Uh, Russell Wilson going out of the NFC is good news for the rest of the NFC. I mean, the AFC is loaded, as as Glenn alluded to, with all the great quarterbacks. Now, the NFC pretty much just has, what, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, maybe Dak Prescott among, you know, the semi-elite guys. Uh, beyond that, there's a lot of question marks, including Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz and uh, the Giants quarterback. So uh, I don't know what to make of it. I, I guess it's a good thing, though, for the Eagles in that there's more of an opening for them to make a run through the playoffs next year if Jalen Hurts develops properly. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting situation, and uh, I'm kind of glad the Eagles didn't go after or at least not get Russell Wilson because, you know, he's getting up there in age, and I want to see what Jalen Hurts actually has and how he will develop in his second year as a full-time starter. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, you look at Tampa Bay, they plugged in Tom Brady, they won a Super Bowl. The The Rams did that deal and, and got Matthew Stafford. They've won a Super Bowl. It looks like that formula works, but when you gave up all that the uh, Broncos gave up, mm -hmm. it can't work for long. It, it, it You might win one. I don't know you're going to win more than one, but you gave up two ones, two twos, three starters, another couple draft picks. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure this is the long – it's certainly not the long-term formula, but if you think you can win now um, – and, and is that something – if if Russell Wilson was coming to the Eagles and you found out they gave away three starters and five picks, would you be happy about that? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm glad that the Eagles didn't go all in for Russell Wilson. But how about the AFC West now with uh, all those quarterbacks? Boy, that's going to be crazy next year. Yeah, yeah, it will be. And they're, uh, they're good. So we'll see how it plays out. I think there's a lot more moves going to be made yet, my friend. Oh, yeah. And uh, next week, free agency officially begins. So – uh, WIP, I think, is doing a big uh, event next Wednesday morning. I'm going to try to head out. They're doing all-day broadcasts from McGurk's in Horsham. So I'm going to try to pop out there Wednesday morning before coming to my my real job. And uh, there's going to be lots of Eagles talk there and maybe some moves before our show next Wednesday. And a ton of uh, a ton of Edge of Philly sports shows coming up for the draft as well. All week long, there'll be uh, there'll, will be draft shows happening. Yeah, before you know it, the draft will be here. It's uh, the latter part of April, but there's going to be free agency ahead of that. So let me put up the calendar here, see where we are with things. Uh, the spring calendar. Uh, yeah, free agency begins next Wednesday on the 16th. And then uh, we'll see what moves the Eagles and other teams make. And then we move into April and you start talking more about the draft and you'll see new mock drafts pretty much every day from eight different publications. So Something to look forward to ahead of the April 28th through 30th draft. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know that I can pull this off because I don't know that he's allowed to do it, but I know someone that uh, attended the Combine and actually worked at the Combine uh, that just could not believe all that goes into that. And if uh, if he's allowed to do it, I'm going to see if he can come on with us and just share a little uh, – it's not 
necessarily Eagles, but it's just the whole NFL and how the combine hmm. works from behind the scenes. It's uh, really interesting. Really yeah. interesting. All Let's right. Along, Bill. All right. Great guest tonight in Glenn Macnow. Who is coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, it's actually another guy that most people know from his work on WIP, Bill. He's the mid on the midday show there with Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie. He's been with us, I think, four or five times before. Uh, he also does a whole bunch of podcasts, too. He's on uh, the weekend show there, the Go Birds show. And he's just so much fun to talk with. He brings it 100% every time. It is Mr. Enthusiasm, James Seltzer. So always fun to talk with James. And we hope I was going to say better. Better get fired up for that one. <laughs> there won't be any rest that night. Oh, he's a bundle of energy. I love James. He is. He's good. Good. Hey, Chet, we got to touch on the Flyers real quick. Uh, they did win two in a row. Carter Hart last night was fantastic. They still won from the Vegas Knights, two to one. Um, I'm still, I'm still wondering if you blow this thing up, uh, or do you get healthy and see where you go from here. I'm going to stick with what I've said the last month. Blow it up. It's time. They're not going to win with these guys, even if they get healthy. Give Drew a chance to win elsewhere. Elsewhere, That's how I feel about it. I don't think there's enough talent there to build around this team unless Carter Hart can stop 47 out of 48 shots every night. Maybe he can. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, too, though, Chet, uh, one, one other comment on the Flyers. Everybody talks about how their farm system is terrible. And not too long ago, Ron Hextall was at the helm, and the word was the farm system is loaded. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, the farm system is empty. Well, but the guys they're bringing up, they they haven't succeeded. Morgan Frost, I know they just brought Cam York up again. These guys have to actually pan out. So, but they got to play them. Well, yeah, that that would help. Bouncing them back up do. the uh, the Northeast Extension doesn't get it done. Prove us wrong, Cam York. Let's That's go. That's right. All right, let's take another quick break, Chet, and thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They have small line risers that give you greater odds of winning. Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. Do you have a parting shot tonight or did you cover it? I will make it quick, Bill. There is a new series on HBO and HBO Max about the Showtime era Lakers of the 1980s. I think they were going to call it Showtime, but because it's an HBO production, they ended uh. up going with winning time and i'll tell you i watched the first episode the other night and it is pretty darn good john c Riley is terrific as dr jerry buss who bought the team from jack kent cook in 79 the guy playing jerry west jason clark makes west seem like a real a-hole not sure how accurate that was but wow he's great and quincy isaiah is very good as magic johnson we don't see a whole lot of basketball action it's more close-ups of the guys as they're supposedly playing and a lot of off the court stuff as well it's a bit campy it has a definite late 70s early 80s look to it they even make it like a little bit you know grainy film look but it's definitely worth checking out in my humble opinion it's called winning time it's going to be 10 episodes total i believe uh, just one episode has aired so far, but new episodes every Sunday night on HBO and HBO Max. Winning time. Check it out, Bill. I will check it out. Sounds sounds kind of interesting. And manage your hamstring. <laughs> right. All right. You got anything else? I didn't get to show it because we're. Ah, I'm going to show it anyway. What the hell? We have 30 seconds. I wanted to offer, Bill, condolences to you and all of the other Furminators out there because it's a play. It's going hard left. Got past Banks. Got it in. 4.3 left. They're looking to the south. They want a timeout. They're going to let him play. Gene Baptiste with one. Heaves it for the win. Oh! Chattanooga with a game winning oh. shot in overtime. And a shot he will never forget. Oh my goodness. That Sorry, for that Sorry, was a crusher for the Paladins. That's for sure. Wrap it up, Bill. All right. Let's thank tonight's special guest, Glenn Macnow, our sponsor, the Irish Rover Station House. 
BobSullivan'sLakeYourAge.com, PPCC 118 Razroom, and Dave Lavoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chachesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, March 16th at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook or listen through our website, phillyprestboxradio.com, or listen through. I, <laughs> I don't have a copy. <laughs> all the podcasts, so let's leave it at that. <laughs> I hope Philadelphia sports fans and let's go Sixers. Oh, yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.